Good day, Nikki. Hoping everything's going great for you this Friday. In San Francisco, it looks like a calm day ahead with a high of 58 degrees and just a few clouds in the morning shifting to overcast by evening. While you're enjoying that mild weather, let's dive into what's happening in the world right now. A recent study from the Pew Research Center has turned the spotlight on TikTok, revealing that almost half of its adult users have never posted a video. And it's not just about who's posting and who's not. This study also highlights TikTok's rapidly growing role as a news source, especially among younger adults. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Just Ahead from PocketPod News. Over at Reddit, there's buzz around its upcoming stock market debut. It's all tied back to their deep dive into AI thanks to data licensing deals worth millions. With AI shaping up as a major revenue stream, Reddit's future looks intertwined with the likes of OpenAI and possibly even Google. Meanwhile, Tumblr finds itself in hot water once again. This time, CEO Matt Mullenweg is at the center of controversy over content moderation and accusations of transphobia. As they navigate these choppy waters, it raises broader questions about social media governance and user trust. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. TikTok has taken the world by storm, becoming a go-to platform for millions to watch everything from dance trends to DIY projects. But it turns out not everyone's eager to jump in front of the camera. A recent Pew Research Center study found that nearly half of TikTok's adult users have never posted a video. It's a fascinating insight into how we interact with social media today. To dive deeper into this trend and what it means for the future of content consumption, we're joined by PocketPod news technology analyst Paige Owens. Absolutely, Jonathan. The Pew Research Center's study sheds light on a compelling dynamic within TikTok's adult user base. Essentially, nearly half of these users, 48% to be exact, have never posted a video on the platform. This significant tilt towards content consumption over creation isn't entirely new to the realm of social media, but it's especially pronounced on TikTok. That's quite interesting. Can you elaborate on why this trend of passive engagement might be more noticeable on TikTok compared to other platforms? Sure, one factor could be the nature of content creation on TikTok itself. Unlike Twitter, where sharing thoughts through text can be swift and requires less effort, TikTok videos often involve more time for planning, recording, and editing. This perceived effort could deter many from posting content, leading to a lower frequency of active engagement. To put it in perspective, a previous Pew study in 2021 highlighted that Twitter users might post short thoughts frequently due to the ease of text-based sharing. That makes sense. And how does this reflect on the broader concept of social media engagement? It ties back to what's often referred to as the 1% rule, a principle proposed back in 2006 suggesting that in online communities, only 1% actively create content while the rest consume it. While some may argue this rule is somewhat outdated, its essence still holds true for platforms like TikTok, where we see a small fraction responsible for the majority of the content being shared. In fact, the top 25% most active posters on TikTok produce 98% of all public videos. With such concentration in content creation, does age play any role in who decides to post and who doesn't? Interestingly enough, age doesn't seem to significantly influence posting habits among adults on TikTok. The survey showed similar non-posting rates across different adult age groups, even though younger adults are typically more inclined towards using the platform. This suggests that once adults are on TikTok, their likelihood of posting does not drastically differ with age. And how about user interest? 
Does this passive majority find what they're consuming engaging? Absolutely. 85% of surveyed users expressed finding their For You page interesting, at least somewhat interesting, and notably more so among those who do post videos themselves. It seems that TikTok's algorithm effectively hooks its audience by delivering engaging content tailored to their tastes and preferences, which encourages even passive users to keep coming back. Speaking of engagement patterns changing over time, has there been any shift towards using TikTok as a news source? Yes, indeed. Over the last three years, there has been a noticeable uptick in U.S. adults turning to TikTok for news, with 14 percent now getting news from the platform, a figure that has quadrupled during this period. This reflects not only TikTok's growing importance as an information source, but also highlights challenges facing traditional media outlets as they compete for audience attention in an increasingly digital landscape. It certainly sounds like these findings provide critical insights into modern social media use and its implications for both creators and consumers alike. They do indeed. Understanding these dynamics is crucial as we navigate through evolving patterns of media consumption and information dissemination amidst changing societal behaviors. Fascinating stuff. Thanks for breaking it down for us today, Paige. My pleasure, Jonathan. Always happy to discuss these trends and what they mean for our digital ecosystem. As Reddit gears up for its stock market debut, it's not just the investors who are paying close attention. That's right. The company's IPO prospectus has shed light on some intriguing relationships, particularly with AI vendors like OpenAI. It turns out Reddit's vast repository of posts and comments is a goldmine for training AI models. And with contracts valued at over $200 million, Reddit is showcasing a strategic pivot. It's not just about social media anymore. It's about fueling the next wave of AI development. PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton joins us to dive deeper into what this means for Reddit and the broader tech landscape. Katrina? Absolutely, Jonathan. Uh, Reddit's decision to move towards a stock market listing is indeed a pivotal moment, not just for the company, but for the entire tech ecosystem. In its IPO prospectus, Reddit has laid out quite clearly how it plans to leverage its massive repository of user-generated content uh, through data licensing agreements with AI vendors. These aren't small deals we're talking about. They're contracts collectively valued at $203 million. That's a significant figure, Katrina. Can you break down what these data licensing agreements entail? Sure, Jonathan. Uh, essentially, Reddit is tapping into its vast content library, comprising posts and comments, to train AI models. This is a strategic shift that positions Reddit as a crucial player in the AI development space. The prospectus outlines expectations of generating at least $66.4 million in revenue by December 31st, 2024, from these agreements alone. Fascinating. And who are the AI vendors involved in these deals? While the specific identities of these AI vendors aren't publicly disclosed in the prospectus, speculation has pointed towards major players like Google and OpenAI. It's particularly interesting to note that Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, holds an 8.7% stake in Reddit. This connection hints at potential synergies between Reddit and OpenAI. The value of Reddit's data to AI development must be pretty significant then? Absolutely. The nature of Reddit's content, diverse and dynamic, makes it incredibly valuable for training large language models. This shift towards licensing reflects a broader industry move to secure legal access to high-quality data sources necessary for advancing AI capabilities. How does this trend impact content producers? 
it's quite transformative. Content producers are increasingly entering into data licensing agreements with AI vendors as technologies like chatbots begin challenging traditional sources of web traffic. This highlights evolving dynamics between content creation, digital rights management, and technological advancement. What about the legal challenges associated with this approach? That's a critical aspect as well, Jonathan. Um, The push for formal licensing agreements is partly driven by legal challenges against unpermitted use of copyrighted material by AI developers. High-profile cases and concerns over copyright infringement are prompting companies to negotiate direct agreements more aggressively than before. So what can we conclude from all this? In essence, Reddit's preparation for a stock market debut underscores its pivotal role in feeding the demand for high-quality data among AI developers. Through strategic licensing agreements valued in millions, Reddit isn't just aiming to bolster its revenue streams, it's positioning itself at the heart of social media content evolution and artificial intelligence research. That was PocketPod News Technology Analyst Katrina Shelton. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. A story emerging from the digital sphere has caught widespread attention, involving Matt Mullenweg, the CEO of Tumblr's parent company, Automatic. Indeed. Mullenweg found himself in the middle of a heated debate after engaging with a Tumblr user known as Predstrogan. The controversy erupted over a content moderation decision that led to accusations of transphobia and sparked a significant outcry within the community. To help us navigate through this complex issue and what it means for content moderation on social platforms, we've invited PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes to join us today. Leah, this situation has many layers, including comparisons with other platforms and Tumblr's own rocky history with content moderation. Absolutely, Jonathan. The case involving Matt Mullenweg and the Tumblr user known as Pred Strogan is indeed multifaceted, touching on several critical aspects of content moderation in today's digital age. At the heart of this controversy is the decision to ban Preed Strogan after she made what was described as a hyperbolic threat against Mullenweg. This incident has sparked a significant debate over the boundaries of free speech and the responsibilities social media platforms have in moderating content. Could you give us more insight into how this situation compares with similar incidents on other platforms? Certainly. A key point of comparison comes from Blue Sky, where a similarly violent statement was treated as hyperbolic rather than an actionable threat. This contrasting approach between Tumblr and Bluesky underscores the subjective nature of content moderation decisions. It highlights how difficult it is for platforms to establish consistent guidelines that balance freedom of expression with safety concerns. And what about Tumblr's own history with content moderation? How does this recent controversy fit into that narrative? Well, Tumblr has had its share of struggles, both financially and in terms of content moderation. After being acquired by Automatic for $3 million in 2019, a stark drop from its $1 billion valuation by Yahoo in 2013, Tumblr has been facing annual losses around $30 million. These financial woes are compounded by a history of contentious moderation decisions, particularly those affecting trans individuals. This backdrop helps us understand and why tensions within the Tumblr community are particularly high regarding this case. With accusations flying against Matt Mullenweg for his handling of this situation, how has he responded to allegations of transphobia? In response to these accusations, Mullenweg pinned a post titled My Beliefs and Principles to his blog while emphasizing that he was on sabbatical until May. 
Through this post, he attempted to clarify his stance on issues of transphobia amid growing public scrutiny over his actions during this controversy. His response indicates an effort to address concerns directly while also highlighting the personal toll such public disputes can take. So what does all this tell us about the broader challenges social media platforms face today? This dispute sheds light on several critical issues facing social media today, not just in terms of moderating threats or violent imagery, but also respecting freedom of speech. Each platform's approach reflects broader questions about digital governance and community standards. Moreover, it raises concerns about financial sustainability for platforms like Tumblr and how those pressures might influence decisions related to staffing for trust and safety teams. That was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. It's been enlightening discussing these important challenges facing social media platforms today. And that's just ahead for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Nikki. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod DAP.